It's your host, Sunny Day, Sun Diesel, Son of the Sun, Son of Man, Son of God in the flesh. How y'all doing this evening, this morning, this middle of the day, this afternoon, whenever you're listening? It's your boy, Sun Diesel, and here we are on the show, the podcast, Tell Me the Truth. Episode 14, still chugging along. The year's coming to an end. This is the pre-Christmas episode, and it's episode 14, Human Rights. We're going to get right into it because it's getting pretty late, for me at least. Uh, This episode here is about the International Declaration of Human Rights drafted by the UN. And, you know, the significance of this episode is... Wait a second, before we get into the episode, let's drop all the links. Hit us up at www.tellmethetruth-podcast.com. Again, www.tellmethetruth.com. Dash podcast.com. There you can get our links to Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. So hit us up, leave a comment, leave a like, leave us something. Listen, like, share, subscribe. Check out my man E. Youngin on Sky High TV, doing all the good stuff. It's all about music and medication. So check him out. That's my homie. Uh, go to episode four page, and then we got all the links for him there. Big shout out to Reginald Wrangler. He was episode 13's guest, Gone Country. And uh, big shout out to all the guests who've ever been on the show. 
So here we go. Episode 14 is about the International Declaration of Human Rights. The reason this is important is because if you live on the planet Earth, this document applies to you. And this document guarantees certain uh, rights, freedoms, privileges. I would say rights and freedoms. Privileges can be taken away. Rights and freedoms cannot or should not. So, you know, just listen to the episode. Feel free to Google, research, comment. Let me know if you think I've interpreted something right or wrong. And keep the conversation going. Uh, But with no further ado, we're going to get right into the show. Because I got to go. I'm going out of town tomorrow. So, here we go. Episode 14, Human Rights. With me, Sunny Days. Get it! I'm thinking about the good old days Now quick they slip away But I'ma be fine, I'ma be fine, I'ma be alright Slide it up and let it roll Let it burn real slow Cause we all know it's gonna be alright Alright, here we go So, to make this whole thing make sense we must start out with article. Let me turn my volume down. I don't need my volume that dialed in my headphones. <clears throat> okay, to get this thing started, we're going to start with Article 6 of the United States Constitution. It says Article 6, Part 1. All debts contracted and engagements entered into before the adoption of this Constitution shall be as valid against the United States under this constitution as under the confederation. The constitution part two. Oh, oh, hold up. Let's get part one. It said all debts contracted and engagements entered into before the adoption of this constitution shall be valid against the United States under this constitution as under the confederation which means all those contracts and stuff we had with the king or queen of England when they you know put up the money for people to come here and start businesses it says all debts contracted and engagements entered into before the adoption of this constitution shall be as valid against the United States under this constitution as the confederation. Sounds to me like that says all those old debts were still owed. Let's go on to the important part, which is relevant to this episode. Part two. The constitution and the laws of the United States, which shall be in pursuance thereof and all treaties made or which shall be made under the authority of the United States shall be the supreme law of the land and the judges in every state shall be bound thereby anything in the constitution or laws of any state to the contrary notwithstanding. Now, that's a big point because a lot of people always want to riff about state rights, state rights. Well, it tells you right there. It says, and the judges in every state shall be bound thereby and anything in the Constitution or laws of any state to the contrary, notwithstanding. That sounds to me like you can't just do shit in your state that goes against the Constitution or any treaties. You know, that the federal government has contracted themselves into because the treaties 
are the supreme law of the land, along with the Constitution and the laws of the United States. Now, I'm going to read that one more time before we move on, because, you know, I'm going to tie this into our main subject. But let's read this one more time so we're sure that we're all on the same page. Article five, part two. Article six, part two. I'm sorry. This Constitution and the laws of the United States, which shall be made in pursuance thereof and all treaties made or which shall be made under the authority of the United States shall be the supreme law of the land and the judges in every state shall be bound thereby anything in the Constitution or laws of any state to the contrary, notwithstanding. Okay, so I say that to say this that tells us that. That pretty much tells us that the supreme law of this land is the Constitution, the laws of the United States, which means federal laws and any treaties that the federal government has contracted us into. Those are the supreme laws of the land. Now, states have rights, but it would seem to me that if any state laws or any parts of a state's constitution goes against the Constitution, the United States federal laws or any treaties that the United States has contracted itself into, then that shit is notwithstanding. So we're going to move right on to the main topic. We're going to close the Constitution, which I always read the one that's located in my Black's Law Dictionary. We're going to close that for now, and we're going to move on to our main topic, the um, Declaration, Universal Declaration of Human Rights. So that's going to be our main topic today. Let me get a little sip of this coffee. That's going to be our main topic of the day. And we're going to slow it down and get real because, you know, every few episodes, we like to give a serious one. Anybody who's known me from the old days knows I'm like a big time ranter when it comes about comes to crazy knowledge. So here we go. First of all, I want to start out reading the preamble. And uh, if, any, if y'all are online right now, I suggest, you know, you pull it up and read along. So, you know, you know, you're familiar with this document because this is the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, which is, you know, recognized all over the whole planet. And I think mainly most most powerful nations have signed on to this. And as you can see in our constitution, this is a treaty or a document that we've contracted ourselves into. So this is along with the constitution and the federal laws, the supreme law of this land. Let's go preamble. Whereas recognition of the inherent dignity and of the equal and inalienable rights of all members of the human family is the foundation of freedom, justice, and peace in the world. Whereas disregard and contempt for the human rights have resulted in barbarous acts which have outraged the conscience of mankind and the advent of a world which human beings shall enjoy freedom of speech and belief of freedom from from fear and want has been proclaimed as the highest aspiration of the common people. Whereas it is essential if man is not to be compelled to have recourse as a last resort to rebellion against tyranny and oppression, that human rights should be protected by the rule of law. Whereas it is essential to promote the development of friendly relations between nations. Whereas the peoples of the United Nations have the charter reaffirm their faith in the fundamental 
human rights and dignity and worth of human person and the equal rights of men and women and have determined to promote social progress and better standards of life and larger freedom. Whereas a common understanding of these rights and freedoms is the greatest importance for for the full realization of this pledge. Here we go. Now, therefore, the General Assembly proclaims the Universal Declaration of Human Rights as a common standard for achievement for all people and all nations, and the end that every individual and every organ of society keep th this declaration constant in mind, shall strive by teaching and educating to promote respect for these rights and freedoms and by progressive measures national and international to secure their universal effective recognition and observation both among peoples of member states themselves and among peoples of territories under their jurisdiction okay there it is so we're gonna go it's um quite a bit of these i am going to state the article and read it and give my short opinion uh you know i wish i had it to where we could call in or chat live but come to the page give some feedback we can definitely do a follow-up episode if anybody's interested in that and if you're really compelled shit let me know you can be on the follow-up episode coffee break here we go article one all human beings are born free and equal in dignity and rights they are endowed with reason and conscience and should not act towards one another in a spirit and should i'm sorry and should act towards one another in a spirit of brotherhood i mean and that's article one and that's basic common sense all of us are born free and equal in dignity and rights which is deep because with this document if we sign on to this document this document supersedes the civil rights act because this says all human beings are born free and equal in dignity and rights. So right there, that automatically gives you civil rights because it says all human beings. And once again, this is a treaty we've signed on to. So that's just another level of protection and guaranteed of all civil rights in this nation and in the world. Let's move on. Article two, let me scroll a little bit. Article two, everyone is entitled to all the rights and freedoms set forth by this declaration without distinction of any kind such as race, color, sex, language, religion, political or other opinion, national or social origin, property, birth or other status. Furthermore, no distinction shall be made on the bias of political, jurisdictional or international status of the country or territory which a person belongs, whether it be independent, trust, non-self-governing or under any other limitation of sovereignty. Okay, what does that again tell you? Everything that is based in this document is applicable to every human being on the planet, whether it is. Let's read it one more time because this is a short one, but it pretty much says everyone is entitled to all rights and freedoms set forth in this declaration without distinction of any kind, such as race, color, sex, language, religion, political or other opinion, national or social origin, property, birth or status furthermore no distinction shall be made on the basis of political jurisdictional or international status of the country or territory to which a person belongs whether it be independent trust non-self-governing or any other limitations of sovereignty boom 
So that tells you that no matter where you're at, these particular rights apply to you. You know, now, whether you have the muscle to enact them or the UN is going to push it, that's another thing. But these apply to everyone. And I keep reminding you, the United States has signed on to this via treaty. So this is the supreme law or a part of the supreme law of this land. Article three. Everyone has the right to life, liberty and security of person. OK, well, that's a deep one because it says life, liberty and security of person. But we, we learned from the episode Black's Law that a person can be a natural person, a corporation, a trust or this or that or everything. You know, a damn dog can be a person almost in the legal description. But, you know, in the most basic sense, we all have. You know, just like our, the preamble of our Constitution says, you know, we all have the right to life, liberty, you know, in the pursuit of happiness, I think, is the Constitution. It says security of person. Moving on. Article four. No one shall be held in slavery or servitude. Slavery and the slave trade shall be prohibited in all their forms. Boom. So there you go. Once again, another um excellent piece. Just just burning fire on slavery throughout the world but now we we know slavery still exists in many forms you know we know we have the sex trade you know we have people smuggling people into other countries and then you know making them work off their debt forever which is i think they call it peonism which is a type of slavery you know indentured servitude is a type of slavery and is a type of peonism or minionism um i think it's peonism peonism i have to look that up too maybe when we don't this i'll look up peonism but that's you know article four is just saying you know no slavery you know straight and simple one sentence no slavery okay article five no one shall be subjected to torture or to cruel inhumane degrading treatment or punishment or shit now that makes me think about now that's a big one i wish i had you know i gotta get jason dodd on here because he's he always wants to um um do real informative political stuff and i think he would be a i would just love to hear what he had to say about this because it says article 5 says no one no one not if you're suspected to be a terrorist or none of this stuff it says no one shall be tortured shall be subjected to torture or cruel inhumane or degrading treatment or punishment so how do you do the advanced interrogation techniques where you waterboard a person and you have a person chain cuffed, handcuffed, naked, with your face in the motherfucker ass and all this stuff. But the document that you signed on to says no one shall be subjected to torture or to cruel, inhumane or degrading treatment or punishment. But then we did that. So I I don't know. Somebody tell me. I'm trying to figure that one out. How can you how can you say okay we're not gonna do this to anybody on the planet but then when shit gets crazy you do it so it's like yeah violation violation article six we getting through them kind of quick here article six everyone has the right to the to recognition everywhere as a person before the law everyone has the right to recognition everywhere as a person before the law meaning no matter where you're at no matter what country no matter what jurisdiction, no matter what territory. <sighs> Coffee hasn't kicked in yet. No matter what territory, you have the right to be seen in the eyes of the law as a person. 
Now, my question would be, are you being seen as a natural person or as a corporate person? That's a good question. But I guess what they're saying is you can't just be seen as someone outside of, you know, the law and be treated any kind of way. But once again, I be trying to I'm trying to understand how that can be so, but yet people can be tortured, people can be held against their will without trial for years, you know, and fucking Guantanamo. But you know, it says you has the you have the recognition as a person. Well, if a person has a recognition of a person in America, that means something. But I feel like that's really superseded, and I'm not trying to America bash by any by any uh short stretch of the imagination what i'm actually trying to do is is inform myself and inform anybody who may be listening to this episode that hey man this is the law this is how this is supposed to go and it's not going that way and the definition of a republic if if you don't have an informed public you cannot have a republic there's no such thing as a republic with uninformed citizenship that is not happening and right now we have a very uninformed citizenship so our republic is just turning into a pure democracy not a democratic republic just a democracy you know we are a republic we are a democratic republic but we are a republic at our root but we've gotten so damn dumb and ignorant that you know, we don't know the root of where we come from. People th- say you don't need the Constitution. That's fucking foolishness. You definitely need the Constitution. Because the Constitution is the document which was signed and sealed on which this particular nation was built upon. And it was done by a bunch of mystic-ass old dudes. You know, and there's something behind all of it. You know, there's something behind the symbols and the symbology of this nation. There's something behind... The fact of how they wrote the documents to form this nation. You know, there's something behind all of it. Those guys just weren't some ignorant rednecks, you know, and the people who taught them and the and their mentors, you see, and we're not even finna hop too deep into that, you know, but they didn't just figure that out on their own. They had teaching and the people who taught them was, you know, initiated and elevated into certain things also. So with that I just say People cannot be ignorant of these documents and what they mean and then say they want to participate in the system. Whenever a person says the Constitution is an old document and has no place in modern times, they should probably be drug out somewhere and have their brains fucking ejected from their head. Um, Because that means they haven't really read it and studied it and they don't understand history and they sure as shit don't understand human nature. Okay, because human nature, human nature is I'm going to get mine. And yeah, there are situations when people have enough and blah, 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 and they want to share. But uh, yeah, it's time to wake the fuck up. Okay, so Article 7. All are equal before the law and are entitled without any discrimination to equal protection of the law. All are entitled to equal protection against any discrimination in violation of this declaration and against any incitement to such discrimination (coughs) Mm, sorry about that throat has kind of sore so it's telling you let's read it one more time because that's a good one all are equal before law and are entitled without any discrimination to equal protection of law 
all are entitled to equal protection against any discrimination and violation of this declaration and against any incitement to such discrimination. Like, so to me, what that's saying is that damn the dumb shit being that this universal declaration of rights has been accepted across the world by the United Nations. These laws apply to you wherever you're at on the planet, period. It doesn't matter where else you at. These laws apply to you first. Okay. So if you do something, you are entitled to equal protection of the law wherever you're at. Okay. Anybody who tries to violate these particular rights of yours is should be some kind of way granted protection if somebody's trying to violate these rights. And I guess that's what the UN would be for. But I think they're still trying to get their shit together because people get killed all over places and the UN just stands there and keeps the peace by letting people die and shit. So I don't know. But I mean, Article 7 is nice in theory, but I don't feel like that is in practice yet. I mean, it's def. I feel like it's a practice in America. Or, I'm sorry, in the United States, people always say America, like the United States, is the whole continent. No, America's. Um, first of all, America is North, Central, and South America. And North America is Canada, Mexico, and the U.S. And we are the United States. It's kind of weird how people just say, "Oh, this is American. I'm American." It's like, yeah, Mexicans are Americans too, and so are Canadians and Brazilians, and anybody who's from the Americas. You know? Okay. Sorry, already starting to rant. Already starting to live that rant life. <clears throat> I might make a t-shirt called Rant Life. Um, okay, Article 8. Everyone has the right to an effective remedy by the contempt competent national tribunals for acts violating the fundamental rights granted to him by the Constitution or by law. Okay, one more time because that's a short one. Let's read it again. Everyone has the right to an effective remedy by the competent national tribunals for acts violating the fundamental rights granted him by the constitution or by law which means everyone has the right to have remedy meaning if i'm in a situation where my rights are being violated by by the power of this document i am granted remedy and recourse which is like let's say you get convicted of murder they put you on death row you're still given remedy you can appeal. You can say, hey, man, I didn't kill that motherfucker. Somebody made a mistake. I had an incompetent lawyer and there's recourse for having an incompetent lawyer. You can say, well, let me get appeal, you know, and take it to an appellate court, talk to an appellate judge. And then from that point, you know, they be like, oh, DNA, DNA, 10 years later said this guy, you know, he didn't do it. And they let him go. And that was your recourse or your remedy. So everything in law has remedy and recourse. And a lot of us don't know that, you know, that's why a lot of us get caught up in the court system and get fucked or somebody say you owe them money and they take you to court. You don't show up. Now you have a garnishment. But little did you know, all you have to do is go to the courthouse and say, hey, show me the original debt document. Show me where I signed a document with you, Mr. Debt Collector. And you didn't. You signed a document with the store or the credit card. You didn't sign a document with the person they sold the debt to. So if you go in court and ask that person for the debt, see, it's all based on the wet ink signature. You ask that person for the wet ink signature. They don't have it. Boom, bam, pow. They, you know, boom, slam the slam the gavel It's done. Show me the document. So but at any rate, everybody has the right to remedy. 
If you go to, you know, Yugoslavia or this other country and they say you had a dime bag of weed, you know, they just can't hang you and shit. You know, they're not supposed to unless you went to some ISIS country where they're going to hang your ass anyway. I don't think ISIS is signed on to this. Um, but, you know, any other country, you know, I think a homeboy of mine got caught with some green in the Bahamas and shit. And, you know, they gave him remedy and recourse and sent him on their way. So I guess it works in some some uh, some capacity. <laughs> OK. Article nine. No one shall be subjected to arbitrary arrest, detention, or exile. Well, as we know, we're still trying to get this one here right because there's plenty of arbitrary arrest, detention, and exile. I mean, just in how they do the terrorists, how they do quote unquote undocumented, uh, undocumented workers, how they do black people. <laughs> You know, I mean, there's a lot of arbitrary arrest and detention in exile. So I don't really know how we're going to get around that one. I think everybody's still trying to trying to lock that one in because it's not really it's not really. It's not really fully implemented, you know, at least where I can see. OK, Article 10, Article 10. This is a little a little longer. The last couple ones have been short. Everyone is entitled to full equality to a fair public hearing by an independent and impartial tribunal in the determination of his rights and obligations to any criminal charges against him. There you go. Once again, I don't care where you at on the earth. They cannot just kill you. They have to give you a hearing by independent and impartial tribunal in the determination of your rights and obligations to any criminal charges against you. That is your right as a human being on the planet, no matter where you're at. Now, does that mean you can't be somewhere where they don't give a fuck about that and politely, smoothly blow your brains out? Yes, that's what that means. Although people do sign on to these documents, we know in the real world, if you fuck with the wrong person, you will get your head blown smooth off. So, don't go around the world talking about, oh, I'm going to fuck up Wala and I got to go to court because you fucking with the wrong people, man. They don't care about this. But, if you're in a place like America, where we, for the most part, you know, the government operates on the laws. I don't really think the government breaks laws. And people say, oh, shit, court, you sound absolutely crazy. The government breaks laws all the time, all this and all that. They don't break laws, man. They just write laws. And they do secret laws, secret shit, secret judges. But, you know, like I was saying earlier, this whole thing that when you deal with these people, and I'm not going to go into my mystical episode, but you got to understand the people who found this shit were into mystical stuff, man. It's just no way around that shit. You know, they talk about all the symbology and they want to talk Illuminati and all this silly shit. Listen, the people is just into some other shit. And most people who will great amounts of power are. I mean, all the power is in religions, highly mystical shit, because every religion has you believe in stuff that you do not see today. You know, magic, miracles, you know, you know, shit that defies, you know, physics. OK, so that's mystical stuff. Then you have your governments. At first, it seems like a, a, a necessity. 
But when you see how they set stuff up, the symbology of it, the history of it, the individuals who partake in it, it's quite mystical too. So they're not going to really break a fucking law. What they'll do is they'll write a cold black law, a law that you can't see like the whole spine and the, the, the spine shit. You know, they weren't, it's not that they were not supposed to do that. They wrote laws that say they could do that. So it's like, bam, I just wrote a law that said I can do that. I'm not breaking the law because they're bound by the scriptures and the scripts that they write, you know, and the curses that they write. But anyways, we're not going to go down that wormhole. We're going to get back to Article 11. So here we go. Article 11, part one. Everyone charged with a penal offense has the right to be presumed innocent until proven guilty according to the law in a public trial at which he or she has had all guarantees necessary for his defense. Boom. Part two. No one shall be held guilty of any penal offense on account of any act or omission which did not constitute a penal offense under national or international law at the time when it was committed nor shall a heavier penalty be imposed than the one that is applicable at the time the penal offense was committed. Now, part one is something that we know a lot here. You know, um, it's part of our Miranda rights. You have the right to remain silence, blah, 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 blah. Okay, but it says you are presumed innocent until proven guilty. And a lot of times here, people get shot and shit. So I don't know. They're just presumed dead because they ran away or flinched. But Article 11, Part 1 is nice. It says you're perceived innocent until you're proven guilty. I mean, most of the stuff sounds familiar, but I guess this is a way to get it uniformly across the whole nation. Part 2 says no one shall be held guilty of any penal offense on account of an act or omission which did not constitute a penal offense under national or international law at the time it was committed. So I guess what they're saying is, is that if you did something 10 years ago and it's illegal now, they're not going to come back at you and say, you did this 10 years ago and it was legal and I'm going to lock you up for it now. And it says, nor shall a heavier penalty be imposed um, than the one that was applicable at the time the penal offense was committed. So if they do hack you for something later, they're not going to hit you with the latest and greatest um offense you know they're charging 10 years for it now but it was you know 1129 when you did it you're gonna get 1129 they're not gonna give you the most modern sentence for the thing article 12 no one shall be subjected to arbitrary interference with his privacy family home or correspondence nor to attacks upon his honor and reputation reputation everyone has the right to protection of law against such interference or attacks let's read that again no one shall be subjected to arbitrary interference with his privacy family home or correspondence nor to attacks upon his honor and reputation everyone has the right to the protection of law against such interference or attacks that is very plain and simple Okay, it says you will not be subject to interference with your privacy. We've seen that get a little messed up with your family. We've seen that get a little messed up home or correspondence. Well, when they tap your emails, text messages, 
that's getting messed up. Nor attacks upon his honor and reputation. I think that's what they're going to start doing next. Taking your social media and blackmailing you with the shit. But Article 12 is is designed to protect against such things like that. But I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. The shit is there for a reason. But if we don't know about it, we cannot invoke these protections. Okay. Article 13, Part 1. Everyone has the right to freedom of movement and residence within the borders of each state. Now, listen to this, people, because a lot of people use the word countries. Oh, this country, that country. We don't live in a place with countries. We live in a place with nation states. Okay? The United States is a nation state. France is a nation state. The United Kingdom is a nation state. Is a nation state. Germany is a nation state. South Africa is a nation state. Australia is a nation state. Get the picture? Florida is a state within the Union of the United States, which is a nation state. So when they say within the borders of each state, um, layman's terms would be within the borders of each country. But when they say state, they mean nation state. Okay. Part two says everyone has the right to leave any country, including his own, and to return to his country. Now, um, what that is saying is the same thing. They're using state and country. I don't know why they intertwine it like that. It's very odd. Um, But it says everyone has the right to leave any country, including his own, and to return to his country. So that makes me question why do people have to have passports if you already have the right to leave? Because if you have the right to leave, then you don't need a passport to leave. You should just be able to leave because you already have the right to leave. Right. So I don't know. I might have to have somebody who's a little more versed in travel explain that to me. If you have the right to leave any country, including your own and return. So. Maybe they maybe the passport is just proof of I don't know. That's a good question. Why do you need a passport if this document says that you have the right to leave? And part one says you have the right to freedom of movement within the. Okay. Okay, I see. So part one is saying you have the freedom to move within your state, your nation state. Part part. I'm sorry. Part one is saying you have the right to to move freely within your nation state. Part two is saying that everyone has the right to leave that nation, state or country and come back to it. So they're saying we have the right to move around within our nation, state and country. And we have the right to leave our nation, state and country and return to it, which is boss. Because a lot of people, you know, never leave their own backyard. Article 14, part one. Everyone has the right to seek and to enjoy other countries' asylums for from persecution, which you already know because fucking Snowden is in Russia. Uh, the Julian Assange guy is fucking somewhere. So I forgot where he was at in like London or some shit in a um, embassy. But there you go right there. And that's why that's standing up. When you wonder why people don't get snowed and why people don't get assigned, because everyone has the right to seek and enjoy other countries' asylum from persecution. That's what they're doing. Part two. This right may be this right may not be invoked in the case of 
prosecutions genuinely arising from non-political crimes or from acts contrary to the purpose and principles of the United Nations, which means if you go and rape and kill motherfuckers, you can't seek asylum. But if you do a Snowden where it was political, you just release documents uh, showing secret shit, you can seek asylum because that was a political move that he did, just like the WikiLeaks guy, Julian Assange, that was political shit they did. They didn't hurt people. And if you recall, they tried to catch him on a rape case. If you recall, they tried to catch Julian Assange on a rape case so they could be like, oh, shit, we got you on a rape case, so we're going to come get you out of that fucking embassy. But they shook that off. But as long as he's hiding from political persecution, he can he can um, seek that asylum, which is deep. But this this is kind of the backbones of why they haven't went in there and blown his ass up out of there. Okay, now here's another good one here. Uh, watch this one. Article 15. Everyone has the right to a nationality, okay? Which means everybody on this planet has the right to claim a nationality. It is your right. No one can give it to you. No one can take it away. Everyone has the right to a nationality, which means there should be no stateless persons on the planet unless you want to be a stateless person. You know, a lot of the people leaving Syria right now are technically from the moment they leave to the moment they actually achieve some level of citizenship or status in another country. They're stateless people, you know, and that's a very scary thing to be a stateless person, straight up stateless, like where you left from the place you were born. It's not a state anymore. So you're stateless. But according to this document, you have the right to a nationality. Article 15, part two. No one shall be arbitrarily deprived of his nationality or denied the right to change his nationality. Okay, now we see where this is leading to. You can't be deprived of your own nationality. A person can't just say you're no longer a United States citizen. Um, I think I don't know if you can be stripped of your citizenship. I think I don't know if a natural born citizen can be stripped of a citizenship. I know I was imagine if they gave it to you, they could take it away if you were naturalized. But I don't know, at least in America, if you're a natural born citizen, can they actually take your citizenship away? That would. Uh, hmm, that's a good question. Hmm, we'll have to we'll have to figure that one out and put it up on the message board. Let me get a sip of coffee here. Okay, here we go. Article 16. Let me see how many articles do we have here. Okay, we got 30 articles. Okay, so we have plenty enough to make a full podcast. Article 16. Men and women of full age, without any limitation due to race, nationality, or religion, have the right to marry and to found a family. They are entitled to equal rights. They are entitled to equal rights as to marriage. During marriage and its dissolution. Hmm, That's weird. Dissolution. So men and women of full age without any limitation due to race, nationality, or religion have the right to marry and to found a family. They are entitled to equal rights as to marriage during marriage and at its dissolution. Part two. Marriage shall be entered into only with the free and full consent of the intending spouses. The family, part three, 
The family is a natural and fundamental group of society as in, and is entitled to protection by society and the state. Well, there you go. I like that one. But once again, I believe that the reason for these statutes are because of historically people have torn apart families. People have persecuted the concept of families for corporate gain, you know, and not really even corporate gain. Cause I feel like the real fucked up shit happened before corporations when you just had Kings and no noble, noble class people who would just take advantage of the working class and the lower class people. So I think a lot of the things in here are based on historical shit that has happened and we just don't want to happen it again. You know, know your past so you won't repeat it. Article 17. Everyone has the right to own property alone as well as in association with others. Part 2. No one shall be arbitrarily deprived of his property. There you go. I love Article 17. Everyone has the right to own property alone as well as in association with others. Part two, no one shall be arbitrarily deprived of his property. So, like I say, man, get land. They're not making any more of it. And this tells you that everybody has a right to their property. You know, and nobody can take your shit away from you without a hell of a good reason. And as you know, they have to come, you know, they have to come and get it in a court type situation. Because you're a person and you have certain rights. Article 18. Everyone has the right to freedom of thought, conscience, and religion. This right includes the freedom to change his religion or belief and freedom either alone or in community with others in the public or private to manifest his religion or belief in teaching, practice, worship, and observance. Man, I forgot about that one, but that is a good one, man. I'm going to read it. Matter of fact, that's a good one because... A lot of people, I mean, in, in most cases, it doesn't matter. Most people ain't going to change their religion. They just go with what they were born into and kind of just let that go. But I'm going to read Article 18 one more time because I think it's it doesn't need any explanation. Everyone has the right to freedom of thought, conscience and religion. This right includes the freedom to change his religion or belief and freedom either alone or in community with others in public or private to manifest his religion or belief teachings and practice worship and observance you know so that's deep i'm surprised the weed smokers haven't had like a weed church and then fell on the article 18 of the international uh declaration of human rights because hey this is part of the supreme law of the land it's part of my belief system or part of their belief system article 19 Everyone has the right to freedom of opinion and expression. This right includes freedom to hold opinions without interference and to seek, receive, and impart information and ideas through any media and regardless of frontiers. I mean, I don't know. That sounds like some ISIS shit right there because that's what they be doing. But, uh, but I dig it because, you know, if you have a unique way of thinking that can be beneficial then nothing can stop you with the internet because it says through any media, regardless of frontiers, which means if you can broadcast your message to, you know, halfway across the world, if it can get there, you know, you can't be held responsible. You know, you can broadcast because everyone has the right to freedom of opinion and expression. 
This right includes the freedom to hold opinions without interference and to seek, receive, and impart information and ideas through any media and regardless of frontiers. Boom. Article 19. And that one there is why we do what we do, because we're broadcasting through many medias, regardless of any frontier. Article 20, part one. This is a two-parter. Everyone has the freedom of peaceful assembly and association. Boom. Automatic. Don't get pepper sprayed in the face. Part two. No one may be compelled to belong to association. So I like that. It's pretty much saying anybody can be, can, can, can come together peacefully wherever you're at. Do your thing, chop it up, build. And it also says no one can be compelled or forced to belong to that group. So they're saying if you want to do it, do it. If you don't, you don't have to. I feel that. That sounds about right to me. 21 is a three-parter. It says, everyone has the right to take part in the government of his country directly or through freely chosen representatives. There you go. Which is nice. Which is, you know, they should figure that out with the voting thing, too, how they be trying to stop people from voting in certain states. But it just says everyone has the right to take part in the government of his country directly or through freely chosen representatives. So make it so. Part two. Everyone has the right of equal access to public service in his country. That's automatically. Part three. The will of the people shall be the basis of authority of government. This will shall be expressed in periodic and genuine elections, which shall be by universal and equal suffrage and shall be held by select vote or by equivalent voting procedures. So I like that one. So Article 21 is pretty much pretty much establishing a Republican, a Democratic Republic for the planet, because it says every has everyone has the right to take part in his government directly or indirectly through chosen representatives, which is a Democratic Republic. Everyone has the right to equal access to public services in his country, which is pretty much ensuring that any social or socialist type programs that exist are equal access for all citizens or members. And the third one pretty much says the will of the people shall be the basis of the authority of government, meaning you can't have a dictatorship. The people have to be representing the the elected officials have to represent the people. That's the basis of their power. And it still is the basis of their power in this country, along with the documents they sign. Because the documents, the documents seal the power. And when we affirm those documents by pledging or signing our own documents, when we have kids, we sign them up to this shit and it just keeps giving the juice to the beast. Article 22. Everyone as a member of society has the right to Social Security and is entitled to realization through national effort or international cooperation and in accordance with the organization and resources of each state. Of the economic and social cultural rights indispensable for his dignity and free development of his personality. Huh. I don't really know what that was saying. Let's read it again. Everyone as a member of society has the right to social security and is entitled to realization. Okay. I guess that makes sense. But excuse me. I guess that makes sense, but I haven't really seen that in practice. 
through national effort or international cooperation and in accordance with organizational organization or and resources of each state of the economic and social cultural rights indispensable for his dignity and free development of his personality. Yeah, I don't know. That seems like a bit of fluff there. I don't know how you can guarantee that one. But we're going to move right along. We're going to move away from fluffy fluffigans. Article 23 is a three-parter. Let's see here. Article 23, part one. Everyone has the right to work. To free, choose, to free choice. Okay, two words. Okay, let's start that again. The sentence was written kind of odd. Everyone has the right to work, to free choice of employment, to just and favorable conditions of work, and to protection against unemployment. Tell the motherfuckers in China that. Part two. Everyone, without any discrimination, has the right to equal pay for equal work. Bullshit. Part three, everyone who works has the right to just and favorable remuneration, ensuring for him or himself and his family an existence worthy of human dignity and supplemented if necessary by other means of social protection. I mean, I'm not going to say bullshit on that because I must say that, you know, I work and I'm not fucking poor, man. You know, we live okay. We're not rich. We're not balling. But, um... I feel like I give my kids an equivalent childhood to what I had. So, uh, I got to say, I feel like uh, I'm not overpaid. I don't particularly think I'm underpaid. Maybe I am a little. I don't know shit. But I must say, in America, broke people still live all right lives in comparison to the rest of the world. I think. I haven't seen a lot, but from what I hear. Part four. Everyone has the right to form and to join trade unions everyone has the right to form and to join trade unions for the protection of his interests which is cool but my only thing is this tpp shit sounds like a bit bad deal now this is great if you're in a smaller situation but i don't know i think they're finna tpp that one right into the middle of hell But Article 23 seems to deal with, you know, working compensation, the right to work, the right not to be a slave, the right to get paid equally, the right to if you work and don't get paid enough money, there should be different social protections in place, which we know are here in America, such as food stamps and shit like that. So you'll be straight. You know, you may just have to not get married or something to hustle the system, which I don't, you know, subscribe to. But I mean, there are ways to make it, you know, some are just less honorable than others okay article 24 everyone has the right to rest and leisure including reasonable limitations of working hours and periodic holidays with pay shit that's in the international declaration of human rights nothing wrong with that so the next time they say they be hating at you at work try to work y'all day be like man what the fuck is wrong with you i'm entitled to limitation of working hours at periodic holidays, you know, what the fuck? Hmm. 25. Two-parter. Here we go. Part one. Everyone has the right to a standard of living adequate for the health and well-being of himself and his family, including food, clothing, housing, and medical care, 
and necessary social services and the right to security in the event of unemployment, sickness, disability, widowhood, old age, or lack of livelihood in circumstances beyond his control. Okay? So, they're pretty much saying everybody should have a certain standard of living regardless of what. And if you can't do it, you know, your society should, st should kick in and help and or your government because you pay taxes. Part two, motherhood and childhood are entitled to special care and assistance. All children, whether born in or out of wedlock, shall enjoy the same social protection. Give it up. Protect the women and children. Article 25. Uh, article 26 three-parter let's do it getting down to the end here people and we're almost at an hour shit article 26 everyone has the right to education education shall be free at least in the elementary and fundamental stages elementary education shall be compulsory technical and professional education shall be made generally available and higher education shall be equally accessible to all on the basis of merit part two education shall be directed to the full development of the human personality and to the strengthening of the respect of human rights and fundamental freedoms it shall promote understanding tolerance and friendship among all nations racial and religious groups and shall further the activities of the united nations for all maintenance of peace parents part three Parents have a prior right to choose the kind of education that should be given to their children. Article 26 is based upon education. It's pretty much saying uh, elementary school and middle school are going to be free. Technical shit is made available. College is based on merit. Educational is directed to strengthen character and make sure people understand human rights and fundamental rights. And parents have the right to choose the education given to their children. That's international. But, you know, some places where they're hyper-religious, Israel, any place in the Middle East, certain, you know, levels of Christianity, they're not with that shit, you know. If you're born into this, you're going to get this kind of education, and that's it. I don't know. I guess to each their own. Uh, here we go, 27, two-parter, part one. Everyone has the right to freely participate in cultural life of the community, to enjoy arts and to share in scientific advancement and benefits. That's pretty cool. Part two, everyone has the right to the protection of the moral and material interests resulting from any scientific, literary, or artistic production of which he is the author. Okay, so everybody's invited to participate in the scientific and you know cultural benefits of society of the world and of their nation state and it says if you write something you automatically are given protection to your stuff you know your art which is key because you know art is you know how we express and convey knowledge throughout time and memorial article 28 everyone is entitled to a social and international order in which rights and freedoms set forth in this declaration can be fully realized. So that means that upon all the nation states signing agreements to this, they should be creating some type of social or national orders or an order to make these things be realized, to make people and states stand accountable for, for upholding the articles in this declaration. I don't know if that exists yet. 
we'll have to do a follow-up episode once I can do some more research. Article 29, Part 1. Everyone has the duty to the community in which alone the free and full development of his personality is possible. That means everyone is responsible for being a steward of their community, you know, because in their community, it is designed for the realization of these things to happen. So you're responsible to really just maintain it for the next generation. Part two, in the exercise of his rights and freedoms, everyone should be subject to only everyone shall be subject to only such limitations as determined by law solely for the purpose of securing due recognition and respect for rights and freedoms of others and of meeting the just requirements of morality, public order, and general welfare in domestic society. So, I mean, that just tells you, in the exercise of your rights and freedoms, the only limitations you have is things that will protrude or stifle other people's exercise of their freedoms. So, ultimately, if you're not hurting nobody, you can do what you want to do. But I think America sometimes gets messed up and it's like, okay, you're doing this and this and this at your own residence. But since that's illegal, you know, we're going to come mess with you. I don't know. Part three. These rights and freedoms may in no case be exercised contrary to the purpose and principles of the United Nations. There you go. These rights and freedoms may in no case be exercised contrary to the purpose and principles of the United Nations. So it can only be used one way. And Article 30, this is the last one. Nothing in this declaration may be interpreted by as implying for any state, group, or person any right to engage in any activity or to perform any act aimed at the destruction of any rights and freedoms set forth herein. Meaning, you cannot use this document to, to, you cannot use this document to take away you can't use this document to say i have this privilege so you can't do this kind of thing that's not what this document is meant to do it's really meant to only give give freedoms it's not meant to encroach upon freedoms and if you notice as we read, read most of those a lot of those are principles found within our own constitution but i believe when they came together to put this document together the purpose of it was to ensure that all people of all nations would have these protections, you know, so that everyone could, we could have one human family that was all vibrating on the same pulse so that a guy in America has the same rights and privileges as a guy in Ireland, as a guy in Australia, as a guy in Tasmania, as a guy in Ghana, as a guy in Nigeria, as a guy in Brazil, as a guy in Hawaii. Okay? So, and I think it's also a way of bringing in the one world government. You know, they got their declaration and it's like, you know, they just do things slowly and slowly. But I think it's a good document. I think we need to know it. It is a treaty that the United States has signed up for. So to a degree, it is a supreme law of the land. Um, I don't have any more on it. It's been about an hour. And as you know, I'm your man, Sun Diesel. That's the International Declaration of Human Rights. We're going to come back with a Constitution episode, but that's what we got for now. So, holla at your boy. C. Scott, Sunny Diesel, Sunny Days, What the Mother Bumba Clock, Thinking About the Good Old Days, Tell them About the Faded Tattoos. 
Here we go. Yep. I got faded tattoos. I got holes in my shoes. Got a beat of guitar. And I can show sing the blues. And it's hard every day. But I'm still gonna play. Got one love in this life. No one can take that. Yep, and another one. Sun Diesel and another one. Sunny Days and another one. And another one. And another one. Well, truth tellers, there you have it again. Episode 14, Human Rights. Lot loaded it in the books. We're not going to take up too much of your time on the outro. Hit us up, man. www.tellmethetruth-podcast.com You already know my links are there. You know I'm supporting E. Young and Sky High Movement. You know I'm supporting Gino Mays 1981-1 Movement. You know I'm supporting all the guests that done came on the show. So hit them up. Hit me up. We all got websites. We all trying to make positive movements. Uh, next episode is going to be episode 15, Guy Talk Part 2, Snip Snip. My man Kale's coming back to tell us how his vasectomy went. So, guys, if you're interested in getting a vasectomy, you want a first-hand of account on what can go right and what can go wrong, check out episode 15. And in the spirit of this episode, dealing with the International Declaration of Human Rights and looking at the world as one nation, let's do it with a little one nation. Remember, y'all, if you can't tell the truth, don't talk about it. Let's go. Out of our constriction Call the beef freaking Up and down The hang-up alleyway With a groove I only got We shall all be moved Ready or not Yeah, we come Getting down
Can't stop us now. 